0: Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm Carrick Butler, the pastor of Faith Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in today. We believe today's message is gonna help you live this lifestyle of faith. It's gonna empower you to live a life that makes Jesus famous wherever you go. Open up your heart. We know God has something special just for you. And we believe that as you listen to today's message, something good is gonna to happen to you. So listen up, I'll talk to you today at the end of our broadcast.
1: If you have your Bible, please join me. Second Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and I I read out of the the NLT, but for the sake of comparison, I'm going to also read the verse out of the King James Bible, and we will begin. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, just a few parts of that particular verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, you find these words in the NLT. Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Out of the King James Version. Let me get there. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. It says, examine yourself whether you be in faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that your own selves, that how Jesus Christ is in us, except ye be reprobates. I'm going to back up the first half of that verse. Examine yourselves, whether we be in faith. Prove our own selves. Or back to NLT. Examine ourselves to see if our faith is genuine. Test ourselves. Really quickly, I would like to talk about huddle up. Huddle up. So in this particular passage, we see Paul writing to the church at Corinth. The church at Corinth was a very fun church because it was probably evangelism at its finest. The people that made up this particular church, they were a lot of people we either A, move out of different areas for, we try to avoid it certain times of the day, or we spend all of our time praying for God, reach out to Him, heal, deliver and set them free. And so now the power of God has moved so mightily that they all are coming into the house of God and their lives are being transformed by the gospel of Christ. And so what happens is Paul writes two letters to them. The first letter, he talks about a few different things after he does some correction within the church. The second letter, he continues to answer a few questions that they have. And so then we get to the very end And Paul is repeating a phrase he says in 1 Corinthians, in Ephesians, Galatians, and another one. Examine yourselves. Examine yourself. Paul talks a lot about examining ourselves. So in the Greek, according to a particular scholar that I like, he says there are three different ways to examine ourselves. One is through fire. The other one is through questions. We ask certain questions in the way that we respond to it. And the third one, the one of least resistance to examine ourselves. So now we have this phrase, Paul is like, examine yourself, examine yourselves, check yourselves, look at what's going on. Then it's interesting the reason why he says it. To ensure that we are, are there in context, actions are of faith and not of fear. It's interesting. We have to watch our motives at times because what happens is we can do things that look good, sound good, but is it a faith or is it our own understanding? And we know that at times, that, not at times we know that the way that God has blessed is the way that he has directed us to actually go. So I'm a sports guy. I, I like sports. So when I was reading through this, there was one thing that stood out. It's finals time. All right, any sports fans here? One, two, three. Man, I'm in the wrong place. Okay, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. I'm gonna try to make it so everybody can understand it. So it's final sign. So in final sign, you have the finals for those that are in the sports, finals is basketball version of the championship round. And so in basketball, for some insane reason, they do a best of seven, best four out of seven. I like the football game better, makes more sense. Show up on the Super Bowl Sunday, we take it. If you win, you win, if you lose, you lose, one and done basketball they want to stretch out the obvious <laughs> keep it moving so what happens is we have this particular in basketball in sports when you have the players that are on the field or on the court in basketball I apologize you have the coach and it's the staff that's on the sideline and up in the box you you have owners or other important people whether it's a what is the, the main guy or, or ladies, or is the, the partial owners? And so, when the coach feels that his team is not quite executing the plan according to what they went into the game to actually do, the coach does what? Call timeout, right? So, in basketball, the team, they come in, they jog over and they take a seat, all right? This is my makeshift huddle, okay? So what you have is, you have the coach, you have the trainers, you have the other players on the team, and what they're going through different things. They're analyzing, okay, this is what did you see on the court, this is what you see being in the fire, right? This is what we see being on the sideline. And God, the Father, being the owner, this is what I see from up top. So now what happens is when those players, they come to the huddle, they got so much stuff that's going on because, hey, look, look coach, 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 before the game started, we prepared to face you feeling the blame. We expect them to attack this way, expect them to do this, we expected this to happen, but we got, in the, we got on the court and the Munster out here. And so now what happened is we are being rocked. We're being caught off guard. And so coach, 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 coach. And so I submit to you that Jesus as our coach, right? He's our coach. There's a verse in Scripture, Matthew chapter 11, and I'm going to come back. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. There's this particular word. We are instructed, encouraged by Jesus, right? This is in red in the King James Version. My, my, I'm calling it, this is the hot sauce. It says, Come unto me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Alright? So, in the actual Greek, Jesus said, take a time out with me. In the actual Greek, that's literally take a, take a, take a time out. Come here. Because once we begin this game, the game plan was here. Now mind you, coaches put a lot of times in watching film, talking to their colleagues, scouting stuff on a whole different level than the players do. So a lot of times that game plan is well thought through. And if executed correctly, it's going to work. But now what happens is a lot of times when the players, they get onto the court for whatever is going on. Maybe the crowd is too close to them. The, the going to the game something have you feeling the play a lot of different reasons they get on the court they don't execute the plan and so the coach or nihilize Jesus has a poor side so say time out and breathe let, let let me pause and back up that been going too far too quick alright so figuratively sports guys figuratively this is roughly beginning of the third quarter of this year right all right, the, the top of this year, December 31st, 2020. Our bishop, the, the, the bishop over our houses, the multiple campus here as well as this one, he declared this year the year of winning and victory. Yay. Whoo, yes, Lord, hallelujah, yay. And so some of us, I was at home when I saw it, so I was quieter. Some of us, we got crying, we got, yay, winning and victory. I got the victory, you know, you, you did your thing, you know, whatever. Some of us made New Year's lives, I mean New Year's resolutions. You know, we had different things going on, right? So we started looking, this is the year of win and victory. This is the year. This is the year. And for those of us that were in Marietta with me this past week, I got some brand new stuff for you, okay? I got you. And so now we we got some things. So we looked at things like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is the year of win and victory and but my question is this how many of us took time to consult the coach on how to go about executing that victory because yes the word from our bishop the bible says bible says to believe the prophets and we shall prosper yes so in that particular context we know our bishop is more of an apostle in that particular he was prophesying speaking into this whole year and he said this will be a year of win and victory right and so some of us received that with gladness. We received it, we took it, it's time to go. Yeah, this is my year because it can't get worse than what last year was. This year has got to be better. And so what happened is, I hopefully, we took time, we wrote some stuff down. Now, once again, third, third quarter, third quarter is after halftime halftime if you go back into the majority of coaches they have their words visions state whatever on the board and so you walk in there you are reminded despite what we saw in the midst of the battle this was the plan for the year right okay now so i invite us to join jesus in a brief huddle As you think about January one through July eleven, driving up to church this this morning, has what you've seen this year has it been total victory and winning, or has it not? Because what happened was this right here. Look, when that word was spoken, that word was spoken in faith. So, despite what was before us on this year. The promise keeper says, you're going to win and be victorious. So now the promise keeper said, we're going to win and be victorious. That was before January 1. So despite what may happen, January, February, March, April, May, June, now in July, despite August and the rest of this year, this is still the year, year winning victory. So Paul is saying, let us examine Let's examine. Let us look back. Think back to January. Think about that energy. If you're like me, I'ma talk about myself. I just watched. please don't judge me. I just watched Endgame for the first time. Don't judge me. Watch it for the first time. I feel like Thor. <laughs> yeah. It's a father figure, okay? It's a father figure, do not judge me. Now, so, one of my New Year's lies was that I was gonna eat right, get in shape. <laughs> you should've seen me. Um, we got up the next morning. I, I think I told myself, I'm not gonna lie to myself, I'm gonna start on the second, not the first, because I was still eating from the 31st. <laughs> you all can't laugh at me, it's all good. It's all good. So I'm starting on the second, not the first, because I know myself. If you put some food in front of me, self-control goes out the window. And I had some food left over from last year. <laughs> and so I was eating. I was eating. Okay, I think I have, between January and right now. I think I had a good three week to a month stretch. But this is my year winning victory. So now the question is: Okay, where was the mis- Where was the miscalculation? at a was that what God told me to do as far as getting my health correct? B. If it was God, did I let go of that? because I'm in education too. This was a stressful year. So some of us, if you're like me, once we stress, we eat. And I have a job, I sit down a lot. So now, is this not my year, so when he said it'd be a year win and victory, it's like okay, my health is a situation I wanna work on. And so if does that change anything? And so God is like, examine yourself. Take a huddle. Take a time out. And let's consider. That's just me and my weight. You can fill in the blank what you want your finances, your relationships, forgiving people. You fill in the blank, whatever you got. So God, like, let's examine us of the things that God told us at the top of this year, we will experience winning victory. Hold on, time. I pause. I pause. One second, one second, one second, one second. Pause. I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. Being an education, you have to defy your terms. Ha. Huh. Winning. Gaining success in a competition or contest, victory, conquest, total defeat of an enemy in battle. So if this is my year, of winning and victory. This means this is my year of gaining success in a competition or contest, or a, a conquest and total defeat of an enemy in a particular battle. So that must mean in order to have win a victory, it must be a battle. Now, so in this battle, we face day to day. We face hand-in-hand, hand, Mark chapter 4, we'll go there really quickly. We in this battle. we receive the word from God. We believe it was a rhema word, not a written-down word, meaning that you cannot go to the Bible and say, year 2021 will be a year of winning victory. It's, not, it's a rhema word. All right. So, he spoke that to us by year winning victory. You fill in the blank. And I know for some of us, I'm going to speak from perspective of Marietta for a second, have experienced loss. So Reggie, this is my year of winning victory, but why am I losing so many people? And so now for some of us, losing people, particularly if it's the right person, what happens is there is a season to mourn. If you've experienced loss, whether you're here virtually, however, you have my permission to mourn. There's a season for that. That's biblical, old to the end of the book. You have my permission to mourn. And I encourage you to take that permission. Take that. Now, uh, I'm not going to necessarily say you have to mourn for this long or this short, but what I will say is this. There comes a time when weeping may do it for a night. That's right. I know. So now there's a, a, there's a shift, right? There's a shift so God is still saying hey look this is still your year winning victory and so though you may have experienced an extreme loss you can still have victory over that but now and I was talking to one of my one of of my Marietta people about this he lost his wife and I was probably as harsh to him without ever being allowed myself outside of my head to talk to people he was like man, Reggie, I don't understand, man. Man, Reggie, man, Reggie, man, Reggie, man, Reggie. I'm like, okay, look, look, look. He called me at 10.30 at night. That was the first mistake. <laughs> it was the first mistake. Called me at 10.30. And so I was actually about I answer the phone. And so I listened to him. We talked for an hour. I listened to him the first 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, all right. Then he got mad at me. Reggie, I get mad at you Why don't you talk to us. <laughs> I understood that he's speaking out of her. I, I, I took it. It wasn't even a problem. i like, okay, look. Now, we ain't going to stop being selfish? You should have heard him on the phone. <gasps> How dare you say that, Reggie? Then like, we are gonna stop being selfish. I'm like, okay, look. Now we're talking about a situation in which you lost your wife, right? He's like, yes. Okay, now, before she passed on, what state was she in on this side of glory? He's like, Reggie, she was on the part. It was, <laughs> I just can't do that. Just, okay, now, so watch this. I was blessed. One of the men of God who I follow a lot, his wife passed last January. His son preached at the, at, the, at the funeral, and he said something that blessed me. He was like, he was mad at God because he was like, God, all these mighty men and women of God was praying for the healing of my mom. How could you not honor that request? He was like, God did a, who's to say I didn't heal her? Who's that in here? Now, just because I chose not to heal her on this side of glory doesn't mean I didn't hear her on this side. So that's a nugget for some of us in here. Because for some of us, it's like, hey, we're mad at God. God, you shoulda, you should have. You're right, God could have. You're right. But last time I read Revelation, healing tree for all nations. And glory. So, yes. Please remember the good time as you move forward But at the same time don't forget how that thing ended Because right. he got mad He's like Reggie you don't understand Reggie I'm like you right I have not lost my wife I have not I have lost my mom you are right But I have lost my grandma my grandma moved in I was a junior in high school And I watched her decline in five years From totally functional to Alzheimer's To losing both of her legs before she died Of course I'm not going to tell him that He's in his feelings I get it and so for me, it's like, when I heard that man of God say that, like, look, just because I didn't heal her on this side does not mean she's not healed in glory. What I, what I could do, I could relax and stop thinking about how much I missed her, so I think about how much she's gained. Because oh, yes. 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 right. there's sometimes, like, hey, sometimes I think about how much they've gained. To where my grandmother, you're the blame, your person or the person that you don't hold on to somebody. Think I'm about how much they game because now they're in the face of Jesus. Worshiping at the throne, totally healed. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. And that same God that can heal, deliver, set them free in his presence can provide comfort for us on this side of glory. That was a chicken nugget. Gotcha. And so now it's like, okay, you, we have our work. You're winning victory. Because some of us have stick with that. Some of us have been mourning something. It's like, hey, it's, it's been years. And, the, and God is like, look, I want to take you forward because there's still work to be done for you. Just because we lost one doesn't mean we have to lose two or three. So God is like, hey, huddle up. So finances, fitness, family, you fill in the blank. God's like, this is still your, your winning victory, but the question is, are we sticking to the game plan? So in this huddle, typically the players, they come in and they sit. The Bob said, come unto me, all will we weary, heavy, later. I will give you. So sitting down is a type of... First thing Jesus said, come and have a seat. It's interesting. Look at some of Jesus' biggest miracle. The first thing he tells people to do is sit down. Because a bunch of us, we come, we run up to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, fix it now. Fix it now. Let's go, Jesus. No, 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 no. Relax. And it's interesting because there is an outward posture that aligns with our inward what with, with we petition, with our inward petition. Yes, I'm telling you. There is an outward posture aligned with our inward petition. So if you're looking to God for something, in my place of prayer, there's an outward place you have to get. For some of us, you just need to relax. Just sit down. So as you pouring out your heart, just relax. Sit down. Come unto me a heart who are weary, that's mentally, emotionally, physically weary, carry heavy burdens you've tried so long to fix this thing you a didn't work B, didn't where you own double a through double z right now <laughs> trying to fix it on your own stressing yourself out falling apart because you're trying to win on your own strength so D like come and take a rest so in this huddle the players, they take a rest. They get a towel. They wipe off. Somebody come and either they squirt it or somebody come and gives them water. Water. It's a type of the Holy Spirit. That's on my check, right? So they pouring into the building, but physically, spiritually. And then after they've settled down, they've gotten refreshed. Then the coach, now mind you, the coach once he calls the timeout in basketball, this is so interesting. Coach calls timeout, then he walks away. Gives the player time to come over and sit down, talks for a little while. They get water, they get towel off. Then he comes to the huddle. Now we can talk. Now we can talk. Now why you all riled up. now why you frustrated. Not why disappointed. now why you pointing fingers. Hey man, you missed that. You missed. You didn't. Yeah. Let's settle down. So then the coach comes in. Once again, the coach is Jesus. Verse twenty nine. Let me teach you. Let me show you a different way to look at the same situation. Because just because we may be experiencing, in the heat of the battle, we may be experiencing not winning victory, the plan is still for you to win and be victorious. And more importantly, the battle does not change. And that particular verse is very interesting because Jesus never said, I would take you out that particular battle. He never says that. In English, Latin, or Greek, I've looked never says that what he does okay i see the battle come here sit down rest now the coaches good coaches give the players time what do you see so they can share what's on their heart i saw this i saw five of them coach it was, it was we fill in a blank so he listens to them and then when they've gotten the stuff off their chest now he speaks life into them so god is like hey i need you to take a break I need my people to come and take a huddle, to examine, okay, what did God say before things got hard? Once we look at December 31, 2020, what did God tell us about this year? For some of us, that means we need to go back to our place of prayer and get some more word. Because it is his words that heals us. His words. So we go back to remember what God said, whether it's going back to the board, Oh, our vision board. am going back to your text message Hey, girl. Hey, boy. Hey, bro. I mean, I'm just me and me and Tony. Tony is my wife's name. We we have this weird thing. We may send each other a random text. It means absolutely nothing. Then we say notes. So instead of using our notepad, we send each other text messages about notes. So f- appreciate it. <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one. And so, like, I may scroll through. I have to scroll back to my phone. What did God say about this situation, that situation, this situation, that situation, so that we will not forget? Mark chapter 4, I forgot about it. So why do we It's imperative we must not forget? Because we understand that we're in a battle because of the word that we receive. Because of the word that we receive. What do you mean? I mean, this was the year prophetically, the year winning victory. So that means that this year prophetically is the year winning victory. That means we have been edified, comforted, and strengthened prophetically. what prophecy means to be win and be victorious this year. So because of that, you heard that in English. We have an adversary who heard that same word as well. So because that word was spoken over us, that word, according to Luke chapter one thirty-seven, has the ability to produce that which he was sent out to actually do. So if you have a word for God, that word is able to produce life, to produce that which you sent to actually do, whether it's a word for healing. The word in and of itself can produce healing. Finances, the word can produce finances. You fill in the blank, whatever the word says. So we have an adversary. Mark chapter 4, verse 15. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who heard the message only to have Satan come and wants to take it away. So we have this battle. We have the word from God himself. Go and do this this way. So despite how this year looks, we have victory. But the enemy wants to come and take that victory from us. And another nugget, his main attack is right here. Is right here. So if I can get, this is the enemy talking, if I can get you to be double-minded, What does that mean? If I get you to say one thing, but your thoughts are a complete opposite, then what happens is I can get you off of that word to where instead of the word working for you, because I know the word can, because I saw what the word did to me so long ago. Get you away from it. You're not going to produce your winning victory on this day. Right here. So he comes to take it away. Then we see. Verse 17, it says, Since they didn't have deep root, they didn't last long. They fall away so they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So Satan comes to attack himself; himself. He brings problems or persecution for believing. Not only do we think, it, but we speak it. This might be a winning victory. Okay, you'll be persecuted by it. Then we continue. And verse 19, or the words cried out by the words of life, the Lord will, desire for other i told y'all in times past, a lot of times we as humans focus on haters and other people, I told you this before. But it's interesting out of those attacks, only one of them of the five have to do with other people. And so the enemy is coming. For that word this is my year winning victory my year in this that this and that and so we spent January 1 to this morning in pursuit of manifesting that word my question is how is everybody doing I'm, I'm ready I to be honest with me if you're doing good hallelujah woo, that's what's up if you're not doing well guess what there's still half of the year left But there are some adjustments that must be made. See, in huddles, <laughs> in huddles, the coach comes back in, and there are adjustments that are made. There may be adjustment in the way to attack that situation. Maybe you were looking for a man-to-man, that came out, they were playing zone. Maybe you were looking for the sag back in, but they picked up on the full-court press. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And essentially, before we get to that, the first adjustment is mental. Do you believe that I can do all things still? Do you still believe this year, when, do you still believe if we can do all things? So the first adjustment mental. Then we talked about the physical adjustment, nourishment. And there's the last one I think is interesting. A good coach, he analyzes the personnel. Are the people that are in the lineup in this particular moment going to give me the advantage to accomplish the goal of winning the game? Global, micro are the people that are closest to us. The ones that are going to help propel us to victory, encourage us in faith, or they're going to help pull you away. Because in his huddle, guys, he go, he's going to speak to you. He's going to show you some, reveal something. But the question is, are we willing to make the adjustments that the coach is put in place? Because you've got a good coach that calls timeout, which we do. He calls a timeout. He calls a huddle. He puts the winning play in, the winning strategy to lead us toward victory. And we do not execute that play? We can't get mad at the coach. Man, that coach, that coach, coach, the coach was like, and the good coach, they don't throw their players out in public. They don't publicly shame their players. So that means that God ain't going to come to Reggie, hey, Brother Steve wasn't listening to me, so Brother Steve, I uh, know, nope, mm, ain't gonna do that. He gonna publish shame, people. So now, my question is once we look back, end of last year, top of this year, are we experiencing winning victory in every area God told us that we would? And if we have continued the victory, finish the year, If you have not, it's okay. Draw not a guy, he will pick you up, give you a winning strategy and prepare you to victory. Because, that says all the time, on the opposite of our obedience, there's a lot of people who are not here or join us online. But there are people that God puts you in relationship with, whether it's your family, it's your job, whether it's your social media influence, however you feel in the blank. There are people that God like, no, your obedience will unlock, will make me more real to them. Will show them how much that I love them because of your obedience to me. So we're trying to figure out, God, how can I win them? How can I win them? How can I do? God, how can I? How, God, I need you to obey. Say what I told you to say. Do what I've told you, to do. Nothing more, nothing less. And you will be blessed. They'll be blessed as well. So in this huddle, they always end with a break of somehow. Just to let everybody know, hey, we're in this thing together. You're not by yourself. The enemy may want to make you feel like you're alone, but you're not by yourself. Hebrews chapter 12 kills that. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of weaknesses. Look beside you. You're not by yourself. So do not let the enemy tell you one more day you're by yourself. You're not by yourself. Christ died so that you'll never have to be alone again, but the Holy Spirit can't live with inside of you. And not only that, that's what I love about the New Testament, they were so big on other people as well. Yes, I got the joy in my heart, I got the Holy Spirit inside of me, but there was also a Peter and... Jesus and it was always at least two or three people together all the time. Do not fight this battle by yourself. Check your circle. Who is somebody you, you can share your burdens with? Bear you one another's burdens because we still got victory that needs to be won and, and this year. And I promise you, this year will be a winning victory. It will be. If we dare to see what God is doing, make the necessary adjustments, and to obey what he says. When I see you, either virtually or in person, December 31st, 2021, we will all get to say this year was a year of winning and victory. Amen? And guess what? I'm through. Let us pray. Let us pray. If you are somebody, okay, before I do the invitation, I like praying for people. God said my house should be a house of prayer. If you're somebody, hey, Rachel, I have not experienced winning victory this year. I know in my head, honestly, I know in my heart, but I'm not really quite sure in my head that God got it or he hears me. Or you just want somebody to pray with you. Wherever two of three, two. I'll be your number two, like Jesse Duplantis said. I will welcome the opportunity to pray with you. But we're going to do this old school. If I can borrow, I got 15 minutes left on the clock. <laughs> you didn't think it's that easy, did you? If I could borrow some of this time. If you were like, Reggie, hey, I heard what you said. I've experienced a loss this year, or I felt I'm alone, or I'm just not winning. If you would pray for me, if you allow me the opportunity to pray with you, I know not because of me, but just so you can know God sees you and he hears you. But some of us, that's all we need. I would love the opportunity to pray with you if you would like somebody to pray with you like hey I'm trying to understand what God is telling me I know he's saying something trying to get my instructions for this year I would like the opportunity to pray with you but I invite you down to the front if you're someone like hey Rachel I heard you this is my year winning victory but some areas that I need an adjustment on, a correction on, some areas that I want to need clarity on. I would love to pray with you. And we're gonna break a huddle together. Trusting and to believe that you have the victory. So in this moment where every head by eye go, I invite you down for I would love to pray with you. There may be one, there may be none. I just always wanna open up the floor, the opportunity to pray. My house should be a house of prayer. We believe in prayer. Now, I do know I pray for you here. My brothers and sisters in the city, I pray for you as well. Why? Because your victory is what's most important to us. God did not preserve you out of 2020 just to see you lose in 2021. 2020 hurt. I understand it hurt. But there is glory. <laughs> there is glory. And so you're like, hey, if you would just pray with me, I would be absolutely honored to preach. Those in the audience, you have a role to play this as well. You can pray in tongues, you can pray in English. I don't really care if you know Spanish, you can play in Spanish and French, whatever language you've you got. I invite you to pray for these brothers and sisters like this is you up here. And you would like somebody to pray with and for you. It made a public decoration and said, Hey, look, I am willing to admit that I need extra. So, to make a public decoration, I always took one of the hardest ones because it's easy to keep it private, but to make it public, so this is big. I don't take this lightly at all.
0: So, I thank you for the opportunity to pray with. Thanks for watching today. We hope today's message was a blessing to you that it empowered you to make Jesus famous in every area of your life. Hey, if you wanna be a part of what God's doing here at Faith, you know, our vision statement is to ignite awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. And we'd love for you to be a part. You can find out our different experience times and our different locations by going to FCCGA.com. If you want to give, you can text FCCGA to 73256. You can also go to FCCGA.com to give online and be a part of what God's doing here. We'd love to see you anytime you're in our area. We believe God has something good just for you. And anytime you come to our faith experience, we believe you will experience God and His plan for your life. So thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you next time.